everybody. Welcome to another Comic Source Comic Boom collaboration. Time for another Daily Spawn. We're up to issue 44. Been a little bit of a trend lately on these last few issues that the the stories are shorter. There's there's less going on. Maybe it's because we aren't we're not having those big exposition dumps, which is a big uh, which is a good thing. Like I've talked about in the past, we again have that uh, recap paragraph inside the front cover. The other thing of note is that we're not jumping around from uh, plot line to plot line. You know, it used to be we always checked in on uh, Terry and Wanda. We always checked in on Sam and Twitch. We checked in on Jason Wynn. And we obviously we checked in on Spawn. Now it's like we get maybe one, you know, one subplot and then the main story. So maybe that's why. Um, maybe it's a function of the stories are just have the have left pages. Uh, McFarland seems less inclined to give extra pages like he did in the beginning. So I don't know. Uh, it might just be the evolving comic industry or, or what have you. The other thing that's interesting about issue 44 is not only is it a rather short issue and in terms of story, it's, it's very different looking art from Tony Daniel. And I think it has a lot to do with the way the book is colored. So let me go ahead and share my screen and we will dive into the book. Uh, pretty solid cover from Tony Daniel. Uh, as we look at the uh, credits, you see Todd McFarlane's story, Tony Daniel pencils, as I said, Kevin Conrad on inks, as we've come to expect when Tony Daniel is doing the pencils. Tom Orzakowski is only listed as the editor here. For the first time on a Spawn comic, he's not uh, doing the letters, which is interesting. We have uh, Lois Buhalis doing the letters. And then Todd Broker, who has colored the Tony Daniel issues previously, is listed as the color artist. But what's interesting, so previously, every time Tony Daniel was doing the art, we had Todd Broker listed as the color artist. And then Roy Young was listed as computer color assist. Here, it just says Todd Broker and Roy Young. So I think maybe Roy you know, was more knowledgeable about computer coloring and that's why he was helping Todd out but he's not listed as computer color assist here so my thinking is that Todd Broker had learned enough to say okay I'm going to I'm going to uh, colorize this using the new you know the new technology around this time of of um, computerized coloring Roy Young's still there to help him but Todd Broker didn't color this traditionally and I think that's why it looks so different um, you can see on that first splash page there, they're taking advantage of this new kind of coloring to, to give these planets a lot of texture. We have space, we have rocks, and there's a voiceover. And the voiceover is talking about how it, it's not right, and I'm the only one afraid to voice it. And you kind of get the context as you go along. You, they think they can question my power, uh, protocol. Angela's forgotten. She's lost focus, obviously referring to the, uh, the angel, Angela, the spawn hunter that we've met previously. You know, Angela's supposed to be the best of the best, but she forfeited her position by committing her sin. So we're not really sure, like, who's, who's talking, who this voiceover is talking, uh, obviously referring to Angela. And then on the next page, it's, it's this barren landscape with these angels. They look, they sort of look like Angela, but apparently none of them are in we get this context of this one angel who's apparently talking and she's saying, 
she really has it in for Angela. Angela is apparently like at the top of the heap when it comes to angels. And so she's the one allowed to go down and hunt Hellspawn. This woman wants her turn. This angel wants her turn. She's saying that Angela, by what she did in the Mangela miniseries, has forfeited her, her opportunity. You know, she feels that Angela's a traitor. What does she say? She says uh, she shared fluids with this Hellspawn. It was a choice beyond imagining. Why won't anyone see that? She's mocking our laws. And apparently the, even the other angels are, are like, well, you're, you're pushing it pretty far here with what you're saying. Because uh, she tells, she looks, sees the look on their faces and she says, don't, don't look at me like that. You guys know I'm right. You know, this is one of Mal Bulge's soul suckers is how she refers to Spawn. Um, and that's all the sanction I need. That's all the, you know, the, the excuse that I need. She says, I, I broke all of Angela's records during training. Right. I shattered all of her records. I'm ready to take her place. I should be, you know, top of the heap. And if I go and take out this spawn quickly uh, without mercy, then the, the people that are in charge of heaven are going to see that I, I belong at the top. And if you're thinking that it's too late, forget it. Right. I, I'm number one. I'm clean and I'm going down there. So she unsanctioned apparently plans on going to earth and killing Al Simmons. So what that's going to do with her breaking the rules, whatever, I guess we'll have to wait and see. We do then peek in on Al Simmons and much like last time, how I, I wasn't quite sure, you know, we saw, we know that Al Simmons was, uh, was hurt, right? His body was damaged uh, with the explosion at Curse's castle. And, you know, he'd been dissected and then his, his costume basically, swallowed up all of his dismembered parts and was sort of holding him together like a scarecrow. But he, his costume seemed to be able to kind of manipulate him exoskeleton. He could sort of walk and move around. But then all of a sudden last issue, we just saw him laying under this tree, which was kind of interesting. Like at what point did he, it, it seemed like he was even more damaged then. And we also saw that a lot of quote unquote evil creatures were sacrificing themselves to the hell spawn to Al Simmons they would feel a call. They would feel an urge to go and share their life energy to make sure the Hellspawn lived. And it looks like that is continuing as Al Simmons is trying to rebuild his body. The symbiote itself is trying to, to rebuild his body. And most of this happens at night. And in the top panel on that right page there, you can see that his limbs are regrowing themselves. And this symbiote is, is very much being parasitic when it comes to pulling life energy from these animals they're and they're referred to as satan's children and so uh, on the next page it's it's a little gruesome um but we're told about how you know insects and uh and maggots and worms and all these dark you know supposed dark creatures um are are sacrificing themselves so that spawn can uh rejuvenate himself with this with this life energy what's interesting is he doesn't he doesn't eat it, you know, like, thank God, because that would be pretty gross. But you do see the the full page splash there from Tony Daniel as he's pouring this meal, this rib sticking meal, it's called, over his head. And he's basically, like I said, he's pulling in the life force. It's that, that greenish looking energy there. He's pulling in the life force from these worms and maggots and whatnot. And that's what's replenishing him and McFarland's flowery language, the, the dank juices slake the macabre thirst, moistening crusty layers damaged by their recent radical dismemberment. So 
yeah, taking this life energy is healing Spawn. He's definitely in sort of a regenerative state right now. So um, we, as he's taking in this energy, he does feel sort of uh, high, I guess. It's, it's, it's sort of a high for him, um, which causes his thoughts to wander. So he's thinking back to the castle. We see it there. And again, this has to be computer colored because uh, if you look at the flames, you look at that. I mean, this page almost looks like at least the background where the castle is. That, that's the silhouette for exactly what it looked like before it exploded. So again, I think, not that I'm saying Tony Daniel is cheating, but again, computerized coloring, digital coloring, digital art, it's in its infancy here, but they're definitely experimenting because this book, it just looks so different. It just has such a different look and feel visually than anything that's come before. And it looks digitally painted. So, um, so it, it's interesting. I don't know that I like it as much as you know, digital art will eventually get to. And I certainly don't like it as much as the um, traditional art that Tony Daniel has, but I mean, I'm nitpicking and I don't mind this. It doesn't look bad. It's just, it feels a little amateurish, but again, I don't hold anything against them. They were learning how to use these tools. You know, this stuff was brand new for, for everybody. And in terms of the color, you know, the actual tones, I, I don't mind it either. Although this page does kind of look wildly out of place compared to you know, orange and red with some green on the previous page. And then we get to the red and grays of the following page. And this one with the purple and the blue. Yeah, it doesn't really fit. But anyway, he is remembering the, the, the experiments. He's remembering the pain. He's remembering being dissected. He's remembering curse. And he's trying to, to gain... Um, to gain control of his, his body with this overwhelming amount of energy that he's taken in and, uh, and just trying to come back to himself. And so what thought does Spawn always go to Al Simmons always go to when he tries to ground himself? Well, of course, he's going to think of Wanda. So uh, before we can head down that path with Al Simmons, we do check in on Sam and Twitch. They've lost their jobs, even though banks killed himself, they haven't been hired back. So they're kind of brainstorming on what to do next. Twitch still hasn't told his wife he'd lost his job. Don't know how long that's going to last because at some point the paychecks are not going to come, right? I mean, we found out they don't get pension. They don't get retirement. Like it was totally scorched earth what banks did to them. But their dedication to the investigation has them deciding, well, we need to go after Spawn still. He should be our next target because maybe he can tell us where he got that file. Because although we took down banks, there were a lot of other people imp uh, incriminated in that file. You know, a lot of other people that um, that were involved. And for Spawn to be the only, or for banks to be the only one that, you know, that faced some sort of justice, you know, that's not right. So... They decide that they're going to go after Spawn. How they're going to do that, I guess we'll have to wait and see next issue. Uh, meanwhile, Spawn is dreaming of Wanda as he's trying to calm himself and settle down and continue to regenerate. And yeah, again, you can, you can see that full page spread. I mean, that does not look like Tony Daniel just drew that with pencils. I mean, Wanda, I mean, her face looks 
the proportions don't look exactly right. It looks a little mushed. It, it, it definitely has a different look and feel than anything we've seen in a Spawn comic before. Not that it's bad, and I do like the layout. I like the bats. I like the coloring. But, yeah, the, the, her, the way her hand is there, you can definitely tell. Like Maybe Tony Danley even drew this digitally. I don't know. But it definitely has a different a different look. Uh, on the next page, we see that there's a bear and he's coming. He's been called. He's coming to give some of his life force to spawn. And we also, for the first time in a long time, see the, the power meter. And it's at 6801. So that's interesting because that's the last power level that we saw. I'm pretty sure that's the exact same number we saw the last time the power level showed up. And we haven't seen spawn go out of his way to use his powers. But yet these people or these animals you know, they're sacrificing some of their life energy. So they're, re they're healing his body, but they're not filling up the power meter. Like, are those two separate things? Like, could, I mean, it, it seems like spawn could have used, and he, he has in the past could have used his abilities to heal himself, but then some of his power would go down. So yeah, it's not, it's not completely clear how that works. Like somehow he's healing by taking energy from other people. So was he always at this level, even when his body was desiccated? It's, it's not real clear. So anyway, he stores, uh, spawns sort of starts losing himself again as the energy transfer is coming from this bear. And then all of a sudden the bear stops and, his, and blows up with the bloosh. Uh, and spawns like, wait, what, what the heck's going on? And we see that this angel has showed up and she gives her little speech saying, uh, okay, your symbiote levels are obviously low. Uh, this is perfect. You know, heaven must be smiling down on me to, to catch you in a, in a recharge state. It's going to make you even easier to beat your scum, your touch contaminates everybody that you come in contact with, including Angela. And I'm going to take out you and I'm going to take out your once heavenly concubine, Angela. And spawns like, Angela. I mean, this isn't clearly it's not Angela, but, you know, why is this woman talking about Angela? And she the, this angel reiterates, yeah, yeah, I can understand why you do what you do because of your master. And he's the one that gave you power and he's evil, whatever. But I, I don't understand Angela. Why did she choose to side with you? Why did she choose to, uh, you know, share fluids with you? She knows better than that. And, you know, she's going to pay and you're going to pay. And, you know, again, this woman is very much a zealot and definitely out for spawn. And she's kind of kicking his butt. Like, again, I don't necessarily hold it all against spawn because he is in this weakened state. Um, and although he's not really fighting back he, and he looks like he's getting his butt kicked, he, it doesn't look like she's actually inflicting a lot of damage. I mean, even to the point where Spawn's like, yeah, just bring it on, right? Um, you, you're hunting Hell Spawn just like Angela was, uh, and you want a, you know, a trophy for your showcase, bring it on. Keep attacking me, because at some point, um, you're going to inflict enough damage that my armor is going to take over. Uh, you just need to trigger it, so you know, bring it on. And this angel's like, okay, I think you're bluffing. I think your symbiote's weak, but um, maybe that's exactly how Angela killed so many Hellspawn. Maybe she always waited until the Hellspawn were in uh, a recharge state and she attacked them when they're weak to kind of pad her stats. So I'm happy to, you know, to give you what you want, 
uh, I'm happy to to kill you, basically. And meanwhile, the violator knows that this is happening. Maybe he's watching in some way. Um, he gets so excited, he actually transforms from the clown to the violator. And he's talking about how it's great to see Al Simmons getting his butt kicked by this angel and how uh, he's in a really good position with Wanda and Terry and Granny and Jason Wynn's done a good job of putting the screws on them and he can't wait to uh, to finish off that part of his plan as well. So it seems like everything's coming up roses for, um, for the violator at this point. Meanwhile, for whatever reason, maybe because the costume's weakened, maybe because it's in the recharge state or what have you, uh, this angel is is getting the better of Spawn. His costume is still not triggering. It's still not protecting him. And so uh, on the last page here, we see this angel saying, okay, it's over. I'm sending you back to your master. There's only one way to uh, permanently kill an undead uh, being, and that's to cut off its head. And I'll make sure Angela holds your head uh, before she dies. So we see her lift her sword above her head and she's about to cut spawn's head off so uh yeah it's somewhat of an action-packed issue um in the first half is a little bit of catch up let's catch up with spawn let's see well first of all let's be introduced to this new angel who we doesn't get a name um but apparently they're just out on these desolate alien looking planets and then they can travel to earth when they want through this gate even though they're not supposed to without permission then we see Spawn regenerating. We check in on Sam and Twitch, and we see the angel attack. So, like I said, not a not a huge story. Not you know, it's really fast paced, a lot of action, really cool art. But in terms of the aesthetic of the art, I mean, this if you put this next to you know right next to another Tony Daniel issue, I, I would think that it would look quite different at least the, especially the backgrounds. Now, when we look at those Sam and Twitch pages, those look pr pretty standard. They look pretty um, like traditional, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that he, you know, drew those traditionally, but then a lot of the other pages, it's almost like he only drew the foregrounds and all the backgrounds were done digitally because they definitely have that digital painted quality where everything's a bit foggy. Um, and it's like, again, they were doing a lot of uh, experimentation. So I, I don't mind it per se, but it, it does lose something in the, in the feel of the story. It doesn't feel as, as tactile. Uh, it, it feels, it feels a little more, yeah, what's the word? Um, not, not fan. A little more dreamlike. It feels a little more dreamlike with those uh, kind of soft backgrounds. You know, there's not a lot of hard lines. It's almost like a an airbrushed quality to uh, to the background. I mean, it allows them to experiment and do a lot of cool things, but just a very different feel. So we'll have to see. If that continues on the next Tony Daniel issue maybe it continues on the next uh, great capullo issue as well maybe they're just experimenting with computer coloring i'm not real sure um in terms of the, the dialogue it's mcfarlane it's a little flowery we didn't get any exposition dumps we did get the uh the summary from the previous issue 
inside the front cover. So I appreciated that. All in all, a solid issue. Who this new angel is, what her relationship to Angela is, don't know. It, it, it does seem to be something McFarland does frequently. I think this is the third time he's done it, where we get introduced to a new character. They're, they play a very important role in the particular issue that they debut in. We never get their name. I don't know if he thinks that's building uh, drama or suspense or mystery. Um, I think you got to give the name in the issue that they debut in, even if it's at the end. Um, but that's just, you know, maybe I'm, I'm nitpicking a little bit. Still don't understand, like I said, how Spawn was all of a sudden incapacitated when, you know, the issue we saw where he was helping out the comic, the young comic fan, Pat Shaughnessy, how he was able to sort of move around. And then the next issue, he's, his body's like all wasted away and desiccated, but whatever, it's interesting. Um, I don't know about this repeating theme of Spawn being taken out of New York and then having to sort of battle his way or hitchhike his way back to New York though. That seems to be getting a little bit repetitive. I'm, I'm all for him. Just, just give me the stories in the back alley. Like there's no reason why this story couldn't have taken place in the alleys of New York. Not sure what we gain by uh, having it out in West Virginia or wherever he is. Um, other than, I guess it gives the opportunity to have more wildlife go to spawn feel drawn to spawn to give up some of their life force. So, um, but anyway, we'll see, he should be back in New York soon. How Sam and Twitch are going to track him down, what they're going to ask him, you know, are they going to find out that he's actually, um, I was going to say on the side of angels, <laughs> no pun intended, but he's actually a, a good guy trying to do the right thing. Obviously we still have the whole uh, story thread with violator, Probably going to pull the money from Wanda's hospital, probably going to mess with grandma's uh, pension fund and IRS audit thing. Uh, it feels like that's getting ready to, to all blow up here, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. So that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. Don't forget to go over to Rocky's YouTube channel. Hopefully he's going to join uh, back up with uh, the Spawn Daily soon. His channel is Comic Boom, Comic Space Boom, exclamation point. Subscribe to the channel, ring the notification bell so you know when new content comes out. If you are already subscribed, and that's where you're checking us out, but you're not subscribed to the Comic Source where we do our audio-only content, be sure you go to your favorite podcasting app on your smart device or your favorite podcasting platform, Google, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever it is. Do a search for the Comic Source and subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the interviews or content that we put out there. So as always, I want to thank everybody for joining and for your support, and we'll talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash the comic source. Do a search for the comic source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.